Big Poppy, it is I, Jason Stewart. Chris Black, what's up, bro? How are you? Oh, bro, I just got a nice fucking fade hooked up. I'm feeling crispy, but I've just been taken down a few pegs by some um, unfortunate one-two punch of content I just viewed on the uh, Instagram application. Okay, so this is uh, how long gone exclusive you... This is. They shaped, they shaped your hair into into a masterpiece exactly you know they took they took your one millimeter of (laughs) of hair and brought it down to 0.5 millimeters so that must be looking pretty crispy i mean you know the vibe bro you know what they you know how they do it in burbank shout out to big o i was getting ready for this podcast you know doing a little clicking a little surfing a little emailing and i'm you know i'm I'm scrolling through the instagram the popular instagram application i'm hit with an advertisement for uh, a brand called outdoor voices that you may have heard of and it it is a video of a rollerblader like a like a i'm grinding a rail rollerblader hitting the quarter pipe exactly so i see that i I throw up in my mouth then i keep scrolling and then i i notice that diet prada has released their own line of neon signs for your house that say (laughs) i'm not kidding that say prada or nada girl power um and j'adore like what the fuck dude that's about as bad as it gets that it's as, it's that, as bad as it gets that, that that eclipses any content that you just mentioned from outdoor voices i don't i no longer care about that it's a decent enough gamble to try and see if the the inline skate rollerblade i, I actually agree off. because the guy the guy is also very good looking so i feel like they found a ringer they did everything they could it didn't it didn't um implore me to purchase any um outdoor voices shout out to ty my girl um but mm-hmm. uh i i do to miss ty but so that, okay so so diet prada hold on I, you know what jason i'll pull up the i'll pull up the motherfucking i'll pull it up right now and read you the little signs um new year new project so excited to announce that our first ever collab is dropping today an exclusive collection of led neon lights with yellow pop it includes some of our our favorite pop driven phrases from the fashion vernacular and the pre-order sign up is now open so prada or nada girl power uh their little logo j'adore trey chic bellissima this is crazy dude this is fucking crazy you thought podcast merch was bad how about your favorite how about your favorite virtue signaling instagram account nothing's worse so well you said it's a led neon sign right so that i guess that means it's not an actual neon yeah it's the sign. cheap it's the fake shit too you can't even get the real shit diet prodigy little broke ass so it's diet neon exact damn tj didn't have to do it that hard the ship the shipping and handling of neon you know it's a very fragile glass tube filled with gas you know it ain't gonna happen could you imagine going over to someone's house to potentially start a new life with them see how that works out (laughs) and they got potentially start a new life with them and they got the fucking they got the diet prada j'adore sign up you know it honestly bro this this looks like some this looks like the type of people that get their you know that get their design interior design inspiration from you know like alfred coffee or cha-cha matcha shout outs to cha-cha we know you're listening alfred fuck you suck my dick from the back yeah, and the f- side fuck alfred but cha-cha if you want to send over the 12 pack you just let me know mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. Yeah, jason yeah, likes yeah. oat oat but i don't want those calories so just let me know i'll take whole uh but yeah so you know it makes you wonder like if you were to go over to someone's house, uh, a partner to start a new life with potentially, and you have to see if you guys are 
you know, compatible in the bedroom, so to speak, mm-hmm. would you be able to maintain an erection and achieve sexual completion <laughs> if the room was lit <clears throat> only by the diet neon sign? Are you saying that you put on the new Jasmine Sullivan record and you're getting down to business and all you can the only way you can make out the the curves are, are from the the beautiful the beautiful pink light of the Jador Diet Prada Yellow Drop Collaborative Neon sign. Yeah, it is it is no longer candle lit lovemaking. It is it is Prada lit lovemaking. And I'm not talking about the Prada Marfa Texas sign in the living room on Gossip Girl. I'm talking about the terrible Dire product collaboration going on here. This is honestly really, it's like it's gone too far. Like they need to be stopped. I mean, also, their their entire day yesterday was posting about Tom Brady being a Trump supporter, which is like, Mm. look, guys, I we all know Tom Brady is a fucking narc weirdo, but also that's not your beat. Like, not your beat. you literally call out like Zara for ripping off an independent designer, which is fucking boring too. <laughs> but like, we don't need you posting a picture of Tom Brady with a MAGA hat in his locker. Like, you don't even know what football is. Remember the early days of Diet Prada when it came out and you're like, oh, this could actually be something. And so quickly did it turn terrible. Well, it's it's loser energy. You know, it's loser. It, it's, it's when you're mocking an industry that you couldn't make it in. It feels mm. you, you feel too mad. It doesn't feel fun or funny and it's too earnest. It's like not there's nothing clever about it. You right, know? right, right. Like like the the gossip websites, the fashion stuff, the just Jared, the TMZ, the what's the what's the pink haired guy? Are you talking about per, Perez Hilton? Oh, yeah, yeah. Perez, like all those people, they at least kind of it was it was loser energy, but they were in on the joke. They were having fun. They were celebrating things. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't from this like dark place. And I know that that's kind of the point of Diet Prada is to call out. But if you devote your life to the call out culture, then you know you get to die, and then on your gravestone it says "was good at exposing the haters" or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's really great at exposing. Um, that you actually stole that button from an independent <laughs> designer, and we're going to need to let you know that H and M is bad. Mm-hmm. And if you're um, going to call it out, at least do it. You know, you know, put your own spin on it, make it fun, make it interesting. I mean, I guess a lot of people think that it is fun and interesting. I guess we our, our taste levels are just different than the average diet Prada enjoyer. I just think it, I I don't know. I just think it's tough. I mean, look, I understand wanting to monetize your business if you spend a lot of time on it and trying to you know make money off of all these followers you've garnered. But it's like that's not. They got two point like, five million. That's kind of crazy. No, it is crazy, and and that there's not that's nothing to shake a stick at. But it's like, why would I want to? Like, imagine wearing a Diet Prada shirt and being like, I, this is what I want to, like, represent. Mm-hmm. Do you, you know what I mean? It's like, what, what do you represent? This is the signal that I want to boost in the yeah, world. Yeah, it's like, it's not a great, <laughs> it's not a great band or like your favorite restaurant. It's an Instagram account. I, I just don't, I don't know. I mean, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't seem, um, it doesn't seem like something I would necessarily want to represent. Yeah, we know that, Chris. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, I there are very few brand names I would, I would put on my chest. Remember the Bape guy? Nigo? No, remember the guy that would beat people up that were in line? Oh. <laughs> that guy was Yes, fire. you're talking about banging on my chest guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, banging on my chest. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He was probably, you know, he was the last person who was ever going to do something so cool as that. I know. It, that's That stuff won't exist anymore. That's why the future generations are just going to, you know, whatever we think a snowflake is now, you haven't seen anything yet, brother. Damn, I- what, what is more delicate than a snowflake? 
I forgot about banging on my chest. Guy. That's what y'all is. I forgot, that's what y'all be. I forgot about the banging on my chest guy. What a legend! Just such a cool guy to be. Like, hey man, I'm 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 a born and raised New Yorker. This is I grew up dressing back when it was something something. Now it's just people whose dad is an entertainment lawyer and they they need Supreme or else they're going to throw a temper tantrum. You know, no one is going to show them about the pains and the struggles of the real world. So this random juice head going around and knocking a shopping bag out of the hand of a of a 16-year-old while their mom yells at them, you know, challenging strangers to fight them, beating up construction workers on Delancey Street. It's cool. The world needs more of that, you know. You need to get you need to get chin checked. You need to get bopped on the nose by a man who can easily kick your ass sometimes. We and I don't know if people are going to really do that in the future. They're not. They're not. But, you know, at least we got to live through it, Jason. Mercifully, we got to live through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got bopped on the nose sometimes. Maybe I liked it. I didn't. Maybe is the only way I can achieve completion. I didn't know you ever got bopped, King. I thought you would be doing the bopping. Bop come and the bop go. <laughs> it's a, it, yeah, the, the door, the bop door swings both ways. I, that's true. And, that's true. you know, a good, a good bopper knows that one day the victim of the bop, the boppy, will look back and be like, you know what? I needed that bop on the nose. I was being a dumbass. I needed to get my life together. I was so being a fucking are you, loser. I just want to make sure this is this is you giving me consent to bop you when you get out of line or I need to I need to kind of get you going. Yeah, you I, I, I give you consent to bop. And you bop me in your own ways, but I'm saying if, you know, a, a gentleman's suggestive bop does not cut the mustard you need to do something with a little a little more horsepower you need something that'll leave a mark vroom vroom bitch metaphorically speaking yes of course of course uh i i i would never leave a mark physically because that could damage our bottom line if if you if you got a broken nose from big cb you know it would be it would just be it wouldn't damage my bottom line w- you well know what? one one thing big tj loved to do <laughs> settle out of court Mm-hmm. Bitch, your your little ass has never settled anything in your life. You never been. Chris, to court. we don't need to run this thing up the flagpole. I think we can get this done today. We're we're all adults here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sit down. Look, we can get sit this down, down today. I'll, I'm going to say a number. I'm going to say a number. No, you don't say it. You slide you look it. Look at you slide it, it. Slide it. You slide it on a piece of paper. But I will, <laughs> of course, be with legal representation, and uh, you know, I that I, I don't enter the room without my my lawyer, as you know. Yeah, yeah. I I do not look forward to staring down your high-powered seersucker suit wearing southern <laughs> southern lawyer um so i see here Char- charleston law man jason stewart aka mm. them jeans <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna, yeah, then, then, we're gonna then you take the then you take the glasses off the bridge of your nose and kind of massage your head i do need a, a lawyer that's like a southern like a joke like from a from like steel magnolias level southern lawyer that's a good idea oh yeah yeah the, the courtroom has to be very hot all the windows are open yeah oh, i love that very hot courtroom windows open all wood but it creaks a lot Please believe the jury is fanning themselves with, uh, Please, with evidence. You better, <laughs> you better believe that the jury is fanning themselves with the local newspaper. The um, bailiff is forced to whip up a batch of his famous sweet tea. May I approach the bench, Your Honor? I am quite mm-hmm. parched. Um, <laughs> permission to quench, Your Honor? I'll allow to- it. I'll allow it. Permission to quench. Everybody, stop. Take a little break. Have a sip. We'll get right back to it. Um, this is the case. 
Chris Black versus them jeans. We'll get right back to it. Um, <clears throat> okay, well, on that note, we, we actually have a Southern guest today. Thank God. friend, Not only a friend of the show, but a friend of Jason and I's individually, and also a member of, mm-hmm. a, of a very esteemed, important uh, group chat uh, that we're all yeah, part some of. Some people might call it a, a text, an SMS-based brain trust. It's not, I would agree. It's not a venture venture fund. <laughs> but it's not not, you know? Exactly. The, the, the ideas that come from that, uh, you know, it serves as, as our writer's mm-hmm. room, as our think tank, as our board meeting. Um, his name, I'm his the name only is- person in the chat room who isn't a paid creative director. You know, it's pretty hot. <laughs> It's pretty hot. Um, so, so yeah, his name is David Cho. He's literally done everything from the All and the Ringer uh, to working with Justin Timberlake and assorted other brands, funds, you name it. He can claim mm-hmm. it. Young Asian, uh, young Asian and famous. Yeah, I think he's. He think he's a thirty under thirty or something like that, isn't he? I'm sure he was. Yeah, I'm sure he's older now. Not to be confused with David Cho, C H O E, the the cursed yet beloved street <laughs> artist. Yeah, no, we don't. We will never have any street artists on the show. That's my, I, and I guarantee it. There's only room for one on this show, and that's Big T. <laughs> that's right. You know, Big. Big this T- is where I insert the sound of a burial-like spray can shaking. <laughs> I was hoping it was just going to be you chatting with uh, Shepherd Fairy, but that's fine. We can do this break in, I guess. Um, all right, let's give let's give Obey Giant David Cho a call. Cho Bay. <laughs> <laughs> We happen to be talking about street art, and Jason called you um, Chobay Giant. So that was pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> Were you guys talking about my original art that went in uh, Facebook, which made me $600 million? Uh, exactly. exactly. That's, exactly <laughs> that's exactly what we're talking about. We didn't want to spoil the surprise for our, for our listeners. Um, yeah, we just wanted to make sure that the first time, last times listening would, would not be confused as to which... Uh, Korean American icon we were speaking with today. Yeah, I'm excited yeah. to be the first guest on the podcast who's heard an episode before. You know, like I, I've actually. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> this guy, uh, damn. Cho's coming, Cho Bay coming in here fucking firing shots, I, Jason. I don't, I, listen up, Cho Bonnie, this is not an open <laughs> mic for you to try out your new bits. I yeah, truly, like- <laughs> I truly believe that I'm here as the how long gone ombudsman of sorts, just to kind of like. Temp- like just keep everyone in check you know like i understand like chris mm-hmm. likes to make fun of jason for call- calling him big bird and shit like that i don't think us mm-hmm. listeners love it you know it's like <laughs> stop bu- stop bullying stop bullying jason you know i think mm-hmm. is 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 step number one you know hashtag free tj yeah i mean <laughs> like always making fun of him because he can't read we know he can read he's very active on our text thread so i don't understand uh, <laughs> i don't you know. look I would never say Jason can't read. Jason says he can't read. And Big Bird is a, that's a term of endearment for me, personally. <clears throat> I think that's a nice thing for me to call him. And I think it's caught on with the fandom, actually. <laughs> so, and, and that's the that's the beauty of, that we can just make that happen. You know, I can just will that into existence. It's something that. Well, I mean, that that is your special. I mean, did you, did you name Yeo? No. Uh, that's too bad. Wait, he made that himself? Of course he did. Yeah, of uh. course he did. Yeo's gonna be so mad that I've been on the podcast before him because, like, oh. I had the gall to ask. Right? I was like, Chris, when the fuck mm-hmm. am I gonna be in the podcast? But like, Yeo's too polite, you know. Well, Which unfortunately, the squeaky since... wheel gets the grease, as they say. Yeah, Truly that's true. Here I am, greased up. I'm. 
I'm the mm. gate. I am the gatekeeper of of the how long gone. Guest well, Jason list, always so. told me I could come on, and then you were the one that was always like very adamantly <laughs> against it. A little bit of pushback from his <laughs> yeah. end, huh? I like to look. I like to have fun with the people I love. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you can't, of course. You know, you you, you can't give you everybody hurt the what ones they want. you love. Exactly. All- and also, one thing you should know: whenever anyone says, "Hey, I should come on and do the podcast," I always say that, "Yeah, that's a great idea." Chris is Chris is the one that actually yeah, Chris, uh, like well, of course. I got to run it by Chris first. You know, we are. I like to think that I, you know, in some ways I was the first guest. You know? Wow. Wow. Joe really reaching here, but I'm going to let him have it. Well, speaking of street art, my man is side busting at any opportunity he can get. <laughs> <laughs> Jason? Well, it's good, you know, because Chris has sort of, you know, normalized calling me things like Big Bird. It, it ha- He is right to say that it has caught on positively. And now, luckily, because of that, there are many um, 23-year-old PR people whom I've never met who love to just DM me and say, Hey, Big Bird, question for you. What's up with that uh, freaking meatballs recipe you posted four weeks ago? Exactly. Oh, Can you send me the recipe? Are they shaming you or no? No, they just it's no, cute. No, they are using it as a term of endearment, but it okay. is... I've heard more endearing words. Well, I mean, I also, I fought TJ a lot too. Cause like, I remember when Chris really was pushing to make TJ happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, look, and I was, look what happened, Joe. Chris uh, always wins. Don't forget it. I've, you know, I, I'll, I'd be lying if I didn't say I dabbled in a TJ here and there, you know, on the thread, but I try to go out of my way to say Jason, you know, or I, jeans. I, I think I only call him Jason in, in professional settings. And even then, I think I slip up. What was the? I'm actually curious. What was the context for how I was introduced in the intro? You guys have already recorded it, right? Oh, or have we you? We can't. We can't. But tell I mean, you it's that, like. But how? Yeah. How am I? you like to framed within the context of? <laughs> Wouldn't this you fucking, like to chill? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, as a person who's lived with this name for uh, 37 years, I'll be honest. <laughs> this isn't hot fire as you might think. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the uh, the white people deciding to pun my last name, not that hey. original, Jason. Hey, this is hey. what I expected from Chris, not you, Jason. Lukewarm fire, at not best. from you, Big Bird. Big Bird, okay. I got. I mean, look, I, j- j- the we just introduced you kindly as a as a as a member of our of our uh, think tank and brain trust, and um, yeah, we spent we spent the better portion of the intro talking shit on Diet Prada. Uh, it's an Instagram page. Oh, but interesting. We, what was the, yeah, what was the Diet Prada take? I know released, your guys' opinion, but they've re- they've released a, a a new collection of LED neon lights uh, that just really sent me spiraling. Is this a joke or is this real? real. No, this is real. It's the crazy uh, shit. It's so bad. It's so bad. I mean, but everyone needs to make money. You know, it's well, that's like what I, that's actually what I said. I was like, "What else are you going to do?" I guess because you you have this giant Instagram account. Like you, you don't really serve any purpose, like in a real way. Like you're not a source for something. You know what I mean? You're you're like yeah. regurgitating content that people that you find. And yeah, you got to make money. If you have that many followers, I guess the only thing to do is to make merch, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's interesting. It's like you, the people that we know, because we have friends who we respect who like like Diet Prada. You know what I mean? Like they like yeah. And if you're listening, if you're listening now to the podcast and you respect Diet Prada, go ahead and log off. Uh, there's other podcasts for you out there yeah smash the unsubscribe button please (laughs) yeah please smash the unsubscribe button (laughs) please one star ratings only (laughs) (laughs) please give me a Um, one star so the take was sort of like but you guys thought it was okay they were making the lights or not 
I guess it's not no. that interesting podcasting no. to like well, recap no, what you just said. No, what I was <laughs> well, no, actually this is this is the question though. To me it's more like the fact that they did sell merch and I've actually seen people wearing like the t-shirt in public and I'm like who why what would you what is that representing? Like, if I wear a band shirt, it's because I like the band. You know what I mean? If I wear mm. a restaurant shirt, it's because I like the restaurant. So what you're saying, you like an Instagram account that, uh, you know, found out that somebody stole a design? Like, that's not – why would you want to, <sighs> you know, say I that in the world? I answer that question, Chris. It's a good question. I, I think it's so you can find your quote-unquote tribe out in the streets. You're signaling that, hey, I'm this type of person. I'm a Prada girl. Well, no, you're a diet Prada girl. Just to be clear, Prada girl is a different person. Prada girls. Prada girls we approve of on this podcast. Diet Prada difference. girls we do not yeah. approve of. Yeah, that is correct. This, but you know, if, if you Prada for you, Chris. <laughs> wow, Cho, don't don't flex that hard. For listeners at home, David Cho showed us that he's wearing a Prada sweater, and it is a very nice sweater, and I'm sure it's worth a lot of money. Some casual, casual. David yeah. actually does. You know, it's interesting because Cho is a, a BTS behind the scenes, not the group, group <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, guy. But, you know, Cho, and as Jason can attest, Cho stay dripping. Does he not, Jason? Cho really, Cho really do be dressing. Cho well, really I, do you, be dressing. You guys know that I am Asian, so it's kind of, it's in my blood to say <laughs> I would never, so. I would never say something like that, but I understand the sentiment that you're trying to get across. So, Cho, I, are you saying most Asian guys dress really bomb? Oh, no, no, no. I think it's more that we are, uh, there's this, there's an ingrained genetic thing that makes us sort of more likely to purchase brand name products rather than, oh, a, oh, yes, rather I than see, a casual I Uniqlo cashmere sweater. I felt the need to buy what one. An amazing, what an amazing preamble that was to I tell mean, us that Asian like designer. Yeah. It's like, I'm not sure if you guys have heard of China or not, but. Uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So you're you're seeking a different type of validation than the average bear is what you might be saying. I'm not too proud to say that I too find uh, a sense of fulfillment from material goods like many others. Most people listening to this podcast would probably fit into that same category as well as most people in our lives. Yeah, yeah. the people true. who listen That's to this true. podcast call them Johns, though, which I am not interested in. No, doing they don't. That is not, that, no, you're no, thinking no, of a no, different no. podcast? We don't Wrong use the term. Podcast, honestly, buddy. you guys are, it's, it's two sides of the same coin, guys. Come on. Let's I've never real. said the word, I've honestly never said the word Johns in my life. I, I, I really? like, I really, hate really, Mr. Shooter? <laughs> Shooter's different. That's cool. <laughs> As a as a person who already knows the vibe, are we sure about that? <laughs> oh my god! I've been saving so many Chris related comments for the podcast, and I haven't used them on the thread. That's good. The listeners episode. will absolutely love it. Yeah, the listeners love it. But I do think it, this. You know, this is all part of my justice for TJ movement. Justice for, <laughs> justice for TJ is never going to come because I still run this podcast, and I'll make sure to I'll make sure to rub his big beautiful nose in the dirt whenever I get a chance. I'm the only one who's got the nuclear codes though so cho you you're not you're not above getting pulled and neither are you chris i can cancel this episode whenever i want to that's fair you do have the nuclear codes but i cho <laughs> what do you what do you feel so dri- drawn you know because we all love designer cho and that's you know that's something that i think that, that we can agree on but you know you you really i feel like you wear head you're like wearing head to toe designer most of the time that's not i mean that's not true cho you're wearing a Prada sweater to lounge around the house. I would never. I, well, I went to go get a cold brew, too, because my How Long Gone Mud cold brew has not yet arrived as, as part of the VIP seating pack. Nice. But I'm excited for it, to say just the to least. Be clear, just to be clear on the How Long Gone Mud, it is actually a snap-chilled process. It's not a cold brew. Um, I'm not but- a big caffeine or a coffee guy, so you know, I, I respect whatever you do, and I trust Jason implicitly. Mm, thank you. Why the fuck you trust Jason? What's Jason got to do with this? I'm talking. 
Uh, I don't know. You, did you have anything to do with the making of the coffee, Chris? I know you more like said it. I know, I know you CC the email and Jason's kind of like really working the product, you know? No, we did do, we did do a tasting though. We did do, we did do some tastings. Listen, so that's, Cho's, I love, Cho's I love just saying I'm, I might have more of an active palate in the food and beverage demographic than Chris does, which is you no do. shade to him. No, I trust Jason. I trust Jason with all food related stuff. I, I don't, I don't, I do also any- have to kind of taste all of his meals as well in case one of the people that. <laughs> I was trying to take him down. I mean, Jason, you're really living up to the Big Bird name by that sort of uh, he is the, kind of he mama is the, bird feeding situation. It was more it was more of the king's taster. Yeah, he's know, the and, king's taster. Yeah, he's the king's mm-hmm. taster. If they bring out a pad thai. And Chris is my Chris is such a king, you know. If what they I bring mean? out a pad thai that looks a little funny, TJ's having a slurp <laughs> first, that's for sure. Chris, are you always podcasting from bed? Like, is that your yeah. general MO? So, like, you have guests on who don't know you, who don't talk to you literally all day long from 6 a.m. to... We don't leave the camera on. But I, I do my best. I, I can't sit at a desk. Like, I just oh, can't yeah, do yeah. it. I'm a, I'm a sofa guy or a table guy, but I, you know... The bed podcasting is very weird. And, like, I can't imagine, like, when you have, like, these people who don't know you on, you know, how they feel about this said, intimate we don't, setting. We don't have, we don't have the, yeah, I get it, man. We don't have the camera on. We just left it on. Is it okay on. that we left it on, Jason? I guess this isn't interesting. Yeah, either, it's but. okay. But also, but also, Cho, you're lucky that this guy's wearing a shirt. Sometimes he will pull up bare chested. Yeah, if it's dead summer for the guest, nobody's again. It's like no, it's not on. I'll do it for Jason. Jason's look. Jason's got his little shit zipped down. Oh yeah, very just great look. I haven't seen Jason in, in a second though. It's so weird because it's like we literally. Have you, you guys follow me on Instagram? I'm all over the grid. <laughs> well, listen, we all saw your thirst trap a few weeks ago and all commented immediately. The number of comments in like <laughs> I saw that post like 13 minutes it had been live and the comments were just were just dripping. Just like everyone just so excited. It was like somebody about pulled a-, a Vegas style slot machine, huh? And it was just going <laughs> It is weird that, you know, like, obviously, we have a very active communicate line of communication, the three of us and, and our friend James, Yimmy Yeo, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen Jason's face. I saw Yimmy when we, uh, when we were shooting the stuff uh, for the inaugural, or for Stacey Abrams, I saw you, obviously, at Mr. Chow's just a scant two weeks ago for a great meal, but Jason's face I haven't seen in real time in so long. Well, you know, I've been really kind of quarantined. I've been real strict about my quarantine, so... <laughs> unless you work at a sweet green you're probably not gonna see me no 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 jason has been taking quarantine very seriously yeah he's Mm -hmm. he's really he's not going anywhere um he's kind of checking in he actually calls gavin newsom personally on his cell phone to let him know if he's leaving the house just to make sure i know know jason is exclusively going to four seasons hotels during this quarantine i I feel like that's the only correspondence i see just really racking up those four seasons guest points I'm trying to. I'm trying to be like you guys. You know what I'm saying? Well, the Four Seasons does have uh, amazing safety protocols, much like Delta Airlines. So Jason's kind of just obeying, obeying his thirst, if you will. <laughs> is is he obeying his thirst? <laughs> is that, should I? On my flight to Hawaii in a few days, I will be sipping on Spritite. So don't worry, I will be obeying my thirst. Unfortunately, I'm forced to take Hawaiian Airlines instead of Delta. So. I will be coming home with a novel coronavirus. How is your, <laughs> how's your Hawaii, how's your Hawaii bod coming? Not great from what I've seen. I've been sending Chris um, three times a day shirtless selfies <laughs> and he, he has not much progress has been made. I mean, I, I probably have lost in the last two weeks, I probably lost four pounds. 
which is Wait, not so bad. That's not no, that's not bad. I mean, you don't have that much to lose either. You're pretty skinny to begin with. You're 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 a little. Oh, I, I mean, he could lose fifteen. Probably. I don't do know. Think, it's like, but but like Jason losing four pounds is like you or me losing like half a pound. Like that guy is just he can carry it so well. You know. It's well, just the, like, the problem is like the the weight that I you know quote unquote need to lose. You know that is debatable, but the weight <laughs> that I need to lose is the is the very last pounds on me and those. You know, as Chris knows, I'm sure those are the hardest pounds to lose. It's true. <laughs> Did you guys ever talk about Chubby Chris or no? Does that ever come up on the pod? I haven't heard it every com- episode. It, it, it com- the Chubby Chris comes up in everything I say because it, it unfortunately clouds my vision and uh, ruined my life and scarred me forever. So, yeah. It, it, it forged you into the man that you are today. Well, you know, speaking of, guys, I a tried A level-headed, so- grateful man who is selfless. I'm, I am. I give and I give and I give. Um, I did try. Could we, could we put pictures of uh, Chubby Chris in the show notes, please? Just want everyone to be able to see what I've seen before. <laughs> just, to, just to be clear, David, we don't have <laughs> show notes because we're a podcast for real ones mm-hmm. yeah we have a we have text-based notes i used a new uh fitness apparatus this morning guys i'm proud to say i took my virgin trot on the peloton treadmill oh wow <laughs> treadmill not bike. virgin trot that's right it's got a it's got a 32 inch monitor um for and it was it's honestly it's a motherfucking too big of a screen to like be right in front of your face like how like that seems low-key like yeah i I might i might i might fuck around and forget to run or forget to stand or forget to no it's it's i kind of thought the same thing it looks visually like when you walk into the room it looks pretty intimidating but once you're trotting you're fine where did they have the uh the peloton uh treadmill is that is that at your current hotel situation they have it, yeah. There's there's two bikes and the treadmill, as well as the mirror. They have two of the mirrors. Have we given a, an on air shout out to the the hotel you're staying at and the and the hospitality they provided you yet? I just want to make sure we're getting all the shout outs out of the way. The James Hotel in Hollywood has provided me a lot of great hospitality show. Thanks for pointing that out. Um, but the the best part and what I've I've learned about Los Angeles that is absolutely crucial to living here and show used to live here, so you know, is that having a parking spot has has added years to my life. Oh, did you not have a parking spot at the other place? No, it was street parking. Oh, that's fucking trash. I know. That is fucking trash. And he was right on Franklin, right by UCB and all those places, so there's nowhere to park anyway, so you're really screwed, and it's all residential. you got the Scientologist keeping an eye on you. Yeah, you do, you, do not, you, you do not turn around in the Scientologist parking lot. Chris, did you ever, did you ever dabble in Sci-Tie? No, but you know what, Cho? I'm pretty... I, I'm susceptible to that i am yeah, yeah, yeah joe i think you're probably the closest out of the three of us to touch yeah you've to touch you've, scientology yeah i give was us a, i was rec- i was recruited once but were you let them which 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 yeah when i was when, when i was yeah by, when by I was masterson young, or who did masterson try to bring you in bro this is before i became best friends with danny masterson this is way before <laughs> I, I i blew up in the hollywood was it scene. at was it at intelligentsia or no this this was literally like i was 21 years old didn't have two nickels to rub together. You know, I was trying to figure out, was I going to spend my last 20 bucks on a, a, my dinner or a, a pack of cigarettes and a six pack? I was just at some random house party and a very attractive girl approached mm. me, started chatting me up. And I was like, this She said, this I'm sorry, off. sir, do I recognize you from the Britney Spears video? Or is that, <laughs> are you the Strokes tour manager? I can't remember which one you are. 
Okay, first of all, let's not let's not put that kind of uh, let's not put that kind of disrespect on Ryan Gentle's name. Uh, just to be <laughs> he got clear. fired. Actually, he got fired. So shout out, shout out to the new management. Mm-hmm. Um, I also it was an Avril Lavigne video, I believe, not a Britney Spears video. Both. Wait, was it both? Were you in a Britney video too? Yeah, every time. You were in every time with the Stephen Dorf. Well, yeah, me the and God. Dorf and I smoked a couple cigs. It's no biggie. Is that true? Is that true, Jason? I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I lent him a couple parleys. It was a tough set. You know, there's a couple shots that required his all. He had to throw a vase against a wall. Dorf left first, it all. Tr- first, you get one shot with that, bro. That's a good point, actually. That's a lot of pressure on the Dorf man. That was a tough look for him because he was like, he was coming off that video, plus he had that Coppola movie, and he was like, oh, this is going to finally be the reign of Dorf. And it just really never, it really never came together. I don't think anyone together. ever thought Dorf was going to have a reign. It, honestly, it doesn't matter for Dorf. Dorf is like a certified hot legend forever. He can do no wrong. I don't know if that, I think that probably doesn't bode well for mm-hmm. his bottom line, but he is forever cemented as a cool guy in Hollywood. He will, he will like. come in and out of Vogue throughout his entire life, but he will always be there and he'll always be cherished for being a hottie. He's kind of like a male version of Juicy Sweatpants, you know? <laughs> you're always going to, you're always going to take a peek if one walks by, you know what I'm that's true. Fellas. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. <laughs> shout out to shout out to shout out to the, ju- the the juicy parade collaboration for sending me the whole set. Just to be clear, I was not laughing at the joke, but more the extensive eyebrow raising <laughs> and up and down of, of Jason's face, which does not convert on a, does not convey on a, on an audio medium. But for me, it was great. Unclear if that footnote will make the final cut, show, But yeah, continue. <laughs> um. So yeah. Anyways, where were we? Uh, I'm all I'm all about looking at butts on Melrose. That's looking good. Uh, no, no. But yeah, Stephen Dorff. He 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 did the whole video shirtless. He was wearing some like wide leg flare jeans. The underwear was showing. The body was not looking perfect, but it was looking good enough. He could he could lose a seven. No, I just think that's Dorff's whole thing. So we were on the, on the last episode. We were talking about different. Uh, did you listen to the most recent episode? Is it the one on one? Yeah. Yeah, 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 listen to that. We one. we were talking about potential acts that would have been a better Super Bowl performer. You know, I heard that, and Chris kept saying, "Well, they did it before," but it's like people do it before, like the like people do, do it multiple repeat. times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. There's too many people in the world. Like that's that's silly to me. Well, you guys have seen it now, so what do you think? Because before it was. It was your it was your thoughts before we the, watched it. Jason and I, life. luckily, luckily for the listeners, Jason and I did watch it together, socially distanced. I'm sure. Yeah, we were laying. Yeah, yeah. I have I was, a very big couch. It's sectional. <laughs> I I liked it a lot. I thought he was much more compelling than I than I expected. You know, over overall, I thought it was good. I mean, we talked about it with you though, and it's like I don't think that people fully understand how difficult that is to pull off as someone who's participated in it before. It's, I mean, it's a hard show and I think it's, I think he did a really, really great job. And I think the people that worked on it did a really great job. Like as Devlin did all this, the, the art direction, and all that stuff. And I thought it, it's very operatic, right? Like it's like an opera set essentially yeah. that they built like in those stands, but it's, it feels like if you like his music, then you like that show, but it wasn't for everyone is the general sense that I get. Cause it's like, you know, I, I just think it's like, if you're talking about like a show to watch in that setting, I feel like the shakira j-lo like spectacle that they provide or gaga or whoever like that is such a bigger spectacle than like hearing like a 50 shades of gray song sung by a guy who doesn't like he's not like he's not he's an incredible performer he's not like an electric performer you know what i mean it's like it kind of it's all in the voice not necessarily in the 
in the sort of sitting on a pole, spinning around, you know, 50 feet in the air or whatever. He does, he does one dance move, the little leg shuffle, the little yeah, shuffle he has like slide. A, that feels Jackson like a new addition, thing. too. Luckily, he had the Jabberwockies backing him up, which Jason was really excited to see. Yeah, what I wasn't excited to see, not enough female representation in the Jabberwocky <laughs> squad. It was only males wearing those face bandages. Those weren't real. Those weren't the actual Jabberwockies, were they? No, <laughs> no. Chris refers to any dancer as a Jabawa. I did find out that The Weeknd was wearing custom Givenchy by Matthew Williams. <laughs> and um, and uh, Chris says that until Matthew Williams comes on the pod. He's like, man, I really loved what you did for The Weeknd, man. That was so tight. <laughs> no, no. My no, shooter, re- Matthew Williams. A red jacket has never looked good on anyone. A red jacket is abysmal. Like, that's a bad piece of clothing. It does, that's not Very weird take. <laughs> the color and red and apparently, I, have you I ever heard told, of Michael Jackson, the, the greatest pop artist of all time? No, red jackets don't look good. Red jackets don't look good, guys. Sorry. I'm just, no, unless you work in the circus, get it out of here. Exactly. But I also found out today from a, from a, a well placed source that I, I thought Daft Punk, I had heard that Daft Punk was the musical director, but it was actually... 10 Tricks Point Never. Oh, no. 10 Point Tricks Never was the MD for the big show. That, and I think that's why it was so good. I kind of think so, I see, too. This is, why I'm here, this is why I'm here on this podcast, because I can't let Chris say a trusted source when he's just reading off Dumois. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, no, I no, can't no. sit here and just have <laughs> no, no, no. him talk about... Don't worry, unquote, Chris, will, well Chris will let you know exactly who his trusted source is. No, Cho, the, the Dumois thing was about Daft Punk. The trusted source told me it was 10 Point Tricks Never. I didn't know that until today. The trusted source that I learned that from was 10 Tricks Point Never's uh, social media account. When you posted that, I was the musical director for that. Oh, I didn't. I actually didn't see that. I had no idea. You follow one of you look at his Instagram. Yeah, bro. He's a a very talented musician. Jason is. We are your friends. What are you? He's also he's also the life partner of Dasha, a guest that we had on our show, Uh, and I think he did a great job doing that. I did too. No, the main reason why I liked it so much. But I think like for for people who don't like the weekend's music, I just I feel like it didn't hit. Like that that was the general consensus I got. But it's like that show's fucking hard to do. Well, I'm I'm somebody who doesn't like the weekend's music and I was impressed by it. I thought it was an entertaining spectacle and I thought the cadence of the way the songs went into one another was very good. It had a nice flow to it, a nice arc to it. It was seamless in a smooth way, not like a jarring Shakira way. Uh, you know, I thought it was perfect. Did you not like the Shakira J Lo? I don't. I mean, I just I I when I say I don't care about the weekend's music, I really don't care about the music of Shakira. You know, except for the song "She Wolf," which is a hips f- don't lie. No, Jason like was so lie. Jason just to set the stage. We had ordered Burger Lords. We were on the couch. Jason was wearing his green throwing fits shorts, and I did notice when the weekend came out. Well, at the end of his performance, was he wearing the boots too or no? Jason did have a chub. Uh, I did notice the chub, so the weekend performance did receive a, a standing ovation from them jeans, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, which is- yeah, I was at full mast in my rock star skinnies <laughs> watching the weekend, and one one thing that I get absolutely—if <laughs> it's one thing I get rock hard for—it's uh, it's it's an A plus musical direction. <laughs> Credit given where credit is due. What the fuck is happening right now? Not the oh. rock star skinnies. Sorry, Jason knows there's a few triggers for me that'll make me chuckle. And <laughs> rock star skinnies is what the Subi comments in one of the pods recently. I found highly enjoyable. Mm. Just Subi shots across the board. 
Bro, Subi, that was good, Su- wasn't it? Subi is back, bro. You'll see it out here everywhere. You probably see it, Joe, because you're shopping in the same place as those guys are. No, you, you mean you mean uh, popular uh, boutique Jeffrey? No, oh, you Jeffrey no, Jeffrey's closed. R.I.P. to the God, Atlanta Zone. No, J- Cho, we know you pull up at Keith on a Saturday like it's nothing with the cha cha matcha steaming. Well, you know, I usually text Ronnie directly for my goods. You know, just hit him on the side. I know you text Ronnie on his Samsung to get skip the line at the cereal bar, but for the clothes, I think you got it. That's a little harder. Chris, Chris, you be texting Tom Brown on his Samsung though, so you can't fire shots on the Sammy. You're right. Well, actually, I, I, I only, I'm the uh, only one who's keeping it real in this podcast, baby. I got an iPhone. No, me, Apple. And, me and Tom, me and Tom actually communicate via letter. <laughs> you, you guys know I love Tom Brown, but the Arc Digest of his home, like at ten years ago or whatever, where he has the single twin bed as his bed, Classic. was Classic. truly Does frightening. He really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, he's a, I mean, he. He is a he's not a big dude by any means, but it's like to have the single twin bed is like it looked like a military bed almost. And it was does he I, explain his reasoning why he does that? No, oh, they acted like not. it was normal and it was fucking it was like why is no one asking him how do you have such a small There was a big bed? he did this he did a Vanity Fair thing this week that and he was a big Peloton user and now I'm desperate to find out who Tom's favorite Peloton instructor is. I'm really. I mean, I think write, I'm, there's the story, Chris. Yeah, you write him the, a letter. You got the access. Yeah, write him a letter. See, he'll <laughs> respond in three to five business days, and it'll be great. Can yeah, you send th- him a direct message on Peloton? Oh, what if I did a full interview via direct message on Peloton? I don't think Peloton has that. That's a good idea. Tommy B sixty nine at Peloton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, what? What? Find his handle. I mean, I could, I can find it. I, I'm, um, I, I don't. The real Tom Brown. Unfortunately, everything is a social media network now, so I wouldn't be surprised if Peloton did offer DM services. Yeah, I mean, there's somebody right now who's pulling some, pulling some pussy off Peloton PMs. It's Al, it's, it's <laughs> Alex Trusant. It's the hot instructor we're trying to get on the podcast. The star. Jason, do you remember the first time I met Chris? I, I don't think I remember now, but I would love to hear. It was at Chris's book reading um, at an Urban Outfitters in Los Angeles, and space I fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah put some I respect. Went, it was space fifteen twenty, not Urban Outfitters. You know, it's different. Well, no, it was at Urban <laughs> Outfitters, wasn't it? <laughs> it's it's space fifteen twenty. It's a concept from the Urban Outfitters family. Oh yeah, yeah true. And I, so I went because I think I was meeting like jason or someone because like there's gonna be free food like mm-hmm. let's go hang out and then i was like this guy's reading a book at an urban outfitters who is this person i was so confused just like yeah, just, you didn't you should have gone to the one at book soup that one was a little bit more high we did yeah we did multiple we did multiple events just to be clear yeah i mean we love a book tour obviously <laughs> we did yeah the book tour that that only happened on sunset boulevard actually it's two locations it was a whirlwind one street yeah we really killed that it's, it's, it's crazy to think that we were just at that Urban Outfitters and fast forward many, many years and here we are just talking on FaceTime for the world to hear. But when you, when you met Chris for the first time, you had already known of him from social media. I didn't media. actually. Oh, you I, didn't? I, yeah, so yeah, it was well, an organic discovery. Yeah, because yeah, I'm at, at the time, at the time I was very adamant about like, don't follow anyone you know. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to just like know all of my friends on the internet and, uh, I did not know about at done to death projects mm-hmm. your loss loser i don't think it was my loss i think we've really seen chris blossom on the internet over the last three or four years like really find his voice yeah. really just figure out who he is and 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 now it's culminated in this where he's truly talent you know a man who previously was known for working behind the scenes is you know front and center holding a mic right now 
Chris's name rings bells, but they just happen to be very small bells. You know? They're very small bells. I can I I can go to most neighborhoods and they don't know me, uh, unfortunately. But I I do. Well, they don't know you until they hear your voice and they they realize, oh, mm, this is that guy. Yeah, <laughs> this is the how long I mean, gone guy. There's a few places in LA TJ and I can't hang out because the swarm. You know, we got it. We don't. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, our bodyguards take most days off, so there's places we can't go you know, <laughs> um, together. Yeah, yeah, we can't go to the Silver Lake, Erwan, or Maru together, or it's like you know, it's yeah, a whole it's thing. Like, it's like it's like BTS going to freaking Parks Barbecue. <laughs> it's like BTS going to Parks Barbecue. It's exactly. Uh, uh, well, I told this to Cho this morning, but. Um, and Jason, you'll be happy to know this is a member of BTS Hive. Uh, what are the BTS fans called, Cho? The Army. Army. They 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 cyber bullied me for a good three days for me questioning whether or not BTS had a hit song or not, and it literally was just like people spamming my my mentees, mm. just calling me a loser. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. I don't and you're, like and this. You're, and you're not a BTS hater. You listen to their music, so this is a stand on stand crime. I mean, listen, I'll be honest. It's not our best export by any means. And by us, I mean Koreans. Educate these two loser white guys. What is the best Korean export? Psy and food. I mean, I think the the Samsung-Tom Brown collaboration phone is, is definitely up <laughs> that's there. That's actually good. That's that's actually a good point. Um, also, the- their technological advances in the importing and exporting industry, their shipping, their shipping container game is flawless. Korean people also made the Three Ninjas movies. Um, three Ninjas, <laughs> Three Ninjas Kick Back, and Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. So I think those are all great. Um, but is there any God so is there any K-pop that I should be checking out because I don't really understand it? I can't imagine it's for you because it's not uh, old white guys playing guitar and kind of singing. So I don't think it would resonate. Mm-hmm. Chris's eyes yeah. got so big. It's tough because <laughs> I'm bringing thread energy to the podcast, and podcast Chris is obviously very different than text message Chris. So I can't. Yeah, you're learning that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I, dis- I disagree. Pivot, Unfortunately, pivot in real time. I'm gonna have to be nicer. This is gonna be a problem. Oh, you no. don't have to be nicer. No, no, please. No, this is no, what no, people no. want. And I'm I love I'm a glutton for punishment, sweetie, in the gym or on the pod. Cho, don't think about your immediate audience of Chris giving you this look. Just think about all the thousands of listeners who are loving a good old fashioned roast of Chris Black. Not unlike a slice of bulgogi on a hot sizzling pan. <laughs> I, I saw I I There's hate a- this. Here's my problem is I think Chris is ruining Jason <laughs> and making him meaner. <laughs> like, oh. like Jason, uh, a true evolved man, just, you know, really just with, mm-hmm. with, uh, with a sensibility and an empathy that I, I, I truly respect and admire, a, a person I've known for many years now. And Chris just bringing him down to the dregs of bulgogi mm-hmm. references. And I pronounced that wrong. <laughs> On purpose, I obviously know how to say the word in Korean very correctly, but I just didn't want to yeah. find Chris with first my of all. I don't. Tongue. First of all, I don't eat Korean food. I never had that little bowl go go gogi. Okay, so what you're saying you is cut that. you can't have Chris out there. That was kidding. I'm joking. Language. So, David, what you're saying is I used to be this nice little domesticated lap dog, and then being around Chris, it turned me back into the wolf that I once was. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's you know, Chris loves being punk, and uh, Joe, you, know, you do realize that ja- <laughs> you do realize that Jason and I's friendship predates you and Jason's friendship. Is that mm. true though? Wait, is that yes. actually true, Jason? Guys, don't be fighting over me like this. Wait, no, but is it? When did you guys first become friends? I actually don't know. 
No, we. I, I met him when he booked me to DJ something. Yeah, definitely way before I I, I met you. It was oh, maybe really? like 2007 or eight, something like that. This corruption of TJ has been a long play for me, and now it's starting to line my pockets, and it's the victory is sweet. What is the actual? I'm actually curious because obviously we have a thread that I keep mentioning the thread like a it's stupid, but we have obviously a communication line that we talk a lot on. Yeah, but I know you guys. I'm not. I'm not naive to think that I'm the only thread that's in the mix, obviously. And so, like between that and your one-on-one correspondence, is like how how many messages are going back and forth between you guys throughout the course of a day? Counting the group chat, three hundred. We don't talk, but we don't. You and I text directly. I mean, we text directly about work and stuff. But I mean, it's not that. It's not that crazy. No, it's not that much. We reserve most of our correspondence for talking on the pod. You know, there isn't really much for us to say other than like business stuff in between, like logistics and stuff like that. For you guys hanging out. And stuff. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> like yeah, all right, yeah. tennis, tennis at three. Do you want Maru? Um, is this going up? <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just there's just like four buttons that are like hotkeys on our chat. Just like you like Maru tennis now podcast today. And yeah, that's it's, about it's, it. It's honestly, it really is that. It's that simple. But we spend a lot of time together outside of the podcast, you know. So yeah, I just rot with envy. I can't wait till this uh, novel coronavirus is over and we can all. So Cho, Cho, know, hang when out are together? we going to get you out of your high tower in Manhattan and come over to California? I listen, guys. I would love. I'd love to. What's it going to take? A vaccine? Yeah. Uh no. I mean, I would go to Los Angeles and just like post up there for a second. You know, obviously, when you say high tower, it's funny. It's like I, I'm, I'm close to you guys in in your hearts, but obviously, Chris and I live across the street from each other. We literally well, live so. across the street. <laughs> I mean, just to be just to be clear, you know, um, David does live in a much nicer building than I do, and he owns. He doesn't rent. I just want to okay. make that very. I just want to make that very. Clear. <laughs> let's just let's chill here. Um, David, <laughs> if it's a David, if it's a if it's like a an issue is it an issue with flying and like being around people going to the no, airport. No, 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 no. I think it's just like. Like right now, I'm like kind of locked in on some work stuff, and I think until like some of it resolves itself, I don't think I feel comfortable taking what I would call sort of like a break. You know what I mean? It's like, do you guys ever have that thing where you're working on something and it's like looming, and until it's over, you don't feel like you can relax? Like that's kind of yeah, that's the yeah, sort of headspace. You have I'm your at. mental like these. I I have to do this, and then I can do this, and then I then I'll be able to enjoy this. I've never felt like that actually. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you tweet all day long, so I know that your job is it never stops. You know, you know, much like I tell, much like I tell my father, who is also my accountant, who doubts my career. As soon as I crack <laughs> my eyes, I'm working, and and I don't stop until they close. I don't think people understand how little you sleep because I don't sleep a lot, but like you truly I sleep, do no, not. I, no, I, no, he sleeps a lot. He wakes up very early, but he also goes to bed yeah. before the streetlights go on. Yeah, I go to bed Whoa. at 10 o'clock, 9.30. I'm up at 5.30 or 6. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I know you're up early because obviously we have our most like sort of spirited mm-hmm. th- like, you know, conversations at or, early at the morning. peak me and Chris arguing about – uh, cancel culture happens usually around 8 a.m. or so, 8 a.m. Eastern. Um, just to be clear, just to be clear, how long gone does fully support AOC and all of her and all of her important work? So I just want to, I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I know you guys love AOC. I know you guys love Fauci. I know um, you guys love cancel culture. I actually, I, I will say though, um, I I do support cancel culture as a person who is very adjacent to many people who have been canceled. Um, I do. <laughs> I do. Joe, and that's actually why are you so why are you a confidant for the canceled? I'd be lying if I didn't um if I didn't spend a moment like maybe 3 or 4 days in 2020 thinking am I the problem? Is it, you know if I keep seeing it around me is it, is am I part of the problem? But I don't think that's true. You're, I think, you're a magnet for toxic energy. 
know. I think I think I've, I've just be, I'm a, I'm I'm, mm. I'm an unlucky charm. I'm the opposite of a rabbit's foot. Mm. Great. Okay. So the, Jason, let's just go ahead. This episode's not going to come out. Just uh, this episode. <laughs> Uh no, I mean it's it, the cancel culture thing is weird. It's like I mean, have you guys talked about it on the pod at all? Just like the idea of cancellation and how you guys feel about it. I'd be curious as to what your thoughts are. Yeah, we've talked about it a lot. I mean, I guess can you be a little more specific? Just on the premise of it, right? Like it obviously is happening a lot around us right now. Um it's 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 very prevalent within it's like used as a as a as a shorthand for a lot of stuff. Like, what are, what are your guys' general thoughts on it? Well, first and foremost, um, Diane Sawyer should be saved from the bullets. Um, but I, I don't. I mean, I think that like it's like anything else in the world. It's like some people deserve it. It was a, it was a simpler time. Some people deserve it, and some people don't. You know what I mean? I, I think that there's there's things that are unforgivable, and there's things that like you know I don't know if people need their lives ruined for it. But who am I to judge? I, I don't. Unfortunately. That's the issue is that we don't make these decisions. The world at large does, and and the education and knowledge and empathy levels all differ, but the hive mind seems to always win, you know, and and whoever it is loses. If you ruin people's lives, then you deserve to have your life ruined, I would say. But a lot of people have their lives ruined where the crime was not as severe. I'm very split on it where I'm like, I think it's a good good thing for society as a whole because obviously, like, it – it's listening to people whose voices had previously been marginalized. And I think that's really important. And like, there's also very, we need to course correct. Like we need, we absolutely need like a course correction. There's a reason this is happening now. You know what I mean? It's, it's not, it's not just, it's, it didn't fall out of the sky. And, and it's like, there are very few things that get quote unquote canceled or like actually like whatever that, I mean, that's the problem, right? Like all these definitions are so like nebulous or whatever, but like there are things that need to be canceled. Like there's nothing that's gotten canceled where you're like, Oh man, I really wish we still had that white dude that didn't get his job on SNL making jokes about Asian people or whatever. You know, it's like there's very well, little things. Hey, like, oh, this thing would have added don't, to the do not <laughs> do not drag the comedy community down with you. Jason is, as you know, Jason is a big Chris D'Elia fan, and he's not going to let you do that. <laughs> did did D'Elia get canceled? Yes, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just fucking around. <laughs> but he is. If you want to see him, apparently That's a me style joke. Yeah, apparently, job. he's at at uh, uh, the coffee coffee commissary in West Hollywood all the time. So just look for the G wagon. He clearly seems to suck. Um, it's also I had no idea Theo had a podcast until Chris D'Elia got canceled. Theo from Road Rules is was a is a friend of Chris's. Theo Vaughn is a is a big podcaster. He's a comedian. He was on Road Rules. I didn't. Yeah. I just know him as a comedian. He's a, he's actually a pretty funny guy. You know him as a comedian? Isn't that crazy, Cho? He, he's he's a very That's famous comedian. Yeah, Theo from Road Rules and the Road Rules <laughs> Real World Challenge. You know, bro, him I don't as watch. A I don't watch the Road Rules Challenge, bro. I'm not a 14 <laughs> year old. Yeah, he was I, on it when we were fuck 14. Who the watches the bro? Road Rules Challenge? Because, yeah, we, we were 14. He's probably, he's older than us, but not by much. Honestly, it's crazy. I can't tell because, like, white people look so old, like, when they're young he, sometimes. He's a, he's, a, he's a millionaire comedian. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he, he is. He's he, big. he makes millions of dollars a year doing stand-up all over the world. He's and very the, po- the podcast is also, I mean, that's one of the bigger podcasts. Like, I think it's very big. I had no idea. I had no idea he was so successful. I guess good for him, except for his adjacency to Chris D'Elia, a person that we don't like. Well, that's not his. I mean, you know. Well, every every comedian was adjacent to Chris D'Elia before. Yeah, that's I don't true. think that's true. I don't think he was actually that beloved within. Like, it's like that is a very like that's that is not like good comedian world. Like Chris D'Elia wasn't part of like the cool comedians club of like those people. That's true. There's no that's true. good comedian world. They're all mouth breathers who are not funny. No, uh, Chris. No, but no. you know, they're Chris I guess the person. 
Jason <laughs> holding his mic right now like he's fucking Jerry Seinfeld at Carnegie Hall <laughs> doing bits about, you know, whatever. Erewhon this is, is first of all, There's every no every every episode of this podcast is me at Carnegie Hall. Thank you for noticing yeah. that. <laughs> It's you. It's you at the local improv, just spitting off the dome, which I know. Mm-hmm. I know people love. Chris wants to be a stand-up so bad. I, I'm. I'm kidding. I watch though. You know. You guys both know. I watch a lot of stand-up specials because I keep expecting one to be good. Yeah. Why do you never do that? delivers? Because I have hope. Like why you don't like comedy? No, I like funny stuff, but comedy isn't funny. That's the problem. Like I want to see someone actually make me laugh on television, and it does not happen in a stand-up format. That's all. What are things that you think are funny? Because besides the office. Memes only. Memes are the only thing that's funny. Memes have, have taken over humor. That's the only thing that anybody can laugh about. And the and office. Tweets. And, and the tweets. Office. And tweets. You, and you like the office. Like in a, like in a, I'm not making fun of you. Like in an earnest way. No, I like the, the office, office but I don't I do. even know if I – but I don't even know if I like The Office because it's funny. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even think it's that mm. funny. I just like it as a show. It's ambient TV for you. It feels like you're hanging out with your friends. Yeah, you know me. And- no, I'm not. Again, I'm not making fun of you. But it's like it's like the comfort of like Jim, Pam, Dwight, whatever are your like are, are yes. like it's like I'm you know yeah. Unfortunately, we as we've established on this podcast, Jason is Jim and I am Dwight, and it it upsets me. But that's just the, that's just. Where the how the cookie crumbled? Is that true? Is that has that been a st- is that canon for the How Long Gone podcast? Let's unpack the Chris. <laughs> Chris, why do you think you're Dwight? Please. Well, I don't think I'm Dwight. I just think that's the unfortunate position. Is it just the glasses, or I fall into? Well, I I just actually I don't know. Now I'm thinking about this because there is Dwight Farm Shroot Farms, which feels like a business Jason could have. I guess Pam is more my type of chick, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Jim and I, I'm I'm like the lovable, more lovable person on the show. You know, uh, I get along with everyone, and then you're kind of the foil or the menace of the show. Who's? I guess what I'm trying to say is, I feel like Chris is Chris is playing in the wrong field right now. I think he he might be more of a Michael Scott. You know what I mean? Like thinks he's the boss. You know, is entertaining, <laughs> is lovable. Well, you know, Steve Carell in that show, though, he is pretty. Thinks he's the buff. He is pretty buff, actually. He hides it well. Well, David, I w- it's it's pretty clear that you are the the Mindy Kaling of this podcast episode. You know, I see myself more as a as a Ryan, a Ryan the Temp. You know, and loved by Chris. I, w- I wish you did. Co- <laughs> you talking about no? You talking about known stickman BJ Novak? I can't talk about BJ. <laughs> Joe has definitely Joe's definitely shared a a glass of whiskey at a high end hotel with BJ while he surveyed the room for the ladies. Joe, you ever done a bump at a red light with BJ? <laughs> you, you know for a fact I don't do cocaine. Never have. Okay. We, Not even with BJ. Fact. Okay. <laughs> if BJ asks, you got to do a little bump. I mean, come on, you're the you're BJ. Got he's like. You got park coke? Do you know who I am? <laughs> Damn, dropping that succession reference. BJ offers you park coke in the in the fucking chateau elevator and you're not gonna do it? I'm shocked, Joe. I'm not you circa two thousand nine, bro. I can't I can't be participating in things like that. I understand, but yeah, I guess you do though. Cho does like to get twisted off the tequila though. He loves that costume. Yes. I was <laughs> Jason actually found that episode for me because one of my friends was referencing it and he found the file for me. I listened and like a, a truly narcissistic doc. I listened to 
the full hour and a half of Jason and myself and and Nikki drinking a bottle of tequila on a podcast, and it's I mean it's it's the a, sim- a simpler time. I mean it was it was cool back then when you're like, all right, what am I going to do? What are we? What should we do on the show? Let's just drink an entire bottle of tequila and see what happens, and you know just hit record, and everyone agrees to do that. I, that's that kind of stuff doesn't happen anymore unless you're Theo Vaughn. I mean, except for there's a whole premise of of drink champs, which is literally that, right. and uh, right. they kind of they kind of stole our idea in some that's ways. That's true, but you know, I, I guess rappers are they're less afraid of being canceled. I don't think that has there been a canceled rapper that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. What like a canceled rapper? I mean, it's this goes back to what I say to you guys all the time, and this is Morgan Wallen is number one four weeks in a row on the charts. It, it's like. The fans. What charts? Billboard. <laughs> Billboard. No, it's the it's the fucking uh, driver's license song that's number one. Like he, they were trying to. No album, 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 not song. Was he really? Yeah. I, th- I don't think that's true. I think I got like, Google, baby. Yeah, Jason, please fact check that for us. No, I'm. I'm I, I literally just saw it today. I, saw I feel it like today. they're using like bullshit. Yeah, I'm, yeah met- number one. Dangerous, the double album, Morgan Whalen, Wallen. Number one Billboard album. I think that's Damn. more of a product of like, A, no other albums have come out really. Like it's been kind of a slow time Joe, for albums. Let's not, let's not do this. This man got canceled, like fully dropped by his label and his agents and fans don't care. And that is why anyone can have a career. Can I, I'll, I'll make a counterpoint that I think that the album sales chart is actually not, is, is, is more meaningless today than it's ever been. Like it's like one thousand percent. I agree that it's meaningless. That's not what I'm saying, but it's it still proves that point that it's like well, like if Morgan Wallen went and, and gassed up his tour bus right now and fucking went around the country, he would sell out every show the way he would have, whether he got canceled or not. I mean, seventy million plus people voted for Trump, so there's a lot going on here that like you know that people don't give a shit about people saying the N word while they're drunk in a parking lot or whatever he did. Can, is it possible in the future one day for Morgan to be deplatformed where he's unable to have a revenue stream? Like concert venues will refuse to produce his shows, record labels will drop him. No, people I mean well, the I mean, labels, the labels drop are dropped. Yeah. But the labels but like, are a label kind of doesn't do and the labels kind of don't do anything really really. Yeah, the labels don't do anything and I think that like that's not going to Dropping Morgan Wallen the day of a scandal where he's clearly in the wrong is not going to the record label. Ha, what choice do they have? You, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think it's going to I what my point is, I don't think that them doing that is going to bring any change to the country music business that needs to happen. I think it's going to like they get to, you know, take a deep breath and they're not in trouble. You know, that that's what it feels like to me. I think there's a younger generation, like a post or a machine gun Kelly, neither of whom I like know or anything like that. But like, I think they have more understanding and reverence for things like that than maybe mm-hmm. a Morgan Willingwood. I think they understand that that is a clear line because like if you're 25 or something in America, I think you understand the implications yeah. of that word in a way that like I wouldn't put mm-hmm. it on that on on them in that regard, but I think it's kind of like I think it speaks more to uh, honestly to take it back to the cancel thing. It's like I think it's more a testament to the fact that like what you do matters less and what the narrative is about what you're doing seems to matter more in like in 2021 like the the content of what you do doesn't matter the substance of what you do doesn't matter it's like what is the narrative that forms around what you did and i think that's like an interesting thing for music in general because it's like what are the hit songs today what are the you know what it's like it's not hit songs it's hit artists right it's like artists have like the like travis right probably the most commercial barker 
artists of the last few years. Oh, yeah, yeah, Barker, Courtney Kardashian's girlfriend, boyfriend. Um, no, I think uh, like Travis Scott like is obviously a super commercial artist, but like mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, like besides uh, what's the fucking song? The three songs in one. What's that shit called with Drake? Um, besides Sicko Mode, like he hasn't. There hasn't been a song that's like you know truly, truly penetrated. No, but, not at all. But if he does a merch drop with fucking McDonald's, like that shit makes literally millions of dollars. Like not even not even an exaggeration. Like millions of dollars, and he's done that eight times over the last year. It's it's just like we're in a different time for music and culture in general. Where I don't think like the output is as important as the narrative that you're pushing or the or the sort of like momentum around you. You know, which, uh, which I, no, I I agree. I agree. Which is kind of sad, though, because it's like there's no hit songs. Well, I, I think once COVID is done and the roaring 20s arise, then we will we will have hit songs once again. I, is that what you're what are your guys's post COVID predictions or like what would you what are you guys planning on doing? Let's say in the fall, if you guys ha- are vaccinated and, and, and all that stuff, like what is your guys immediate plans? Coachella. <laughs> trying to ask a fucking serious ass question jason and you're telling me coachella i mean i don't even know dude just go to europe or whatever i don't know travel will be the one thing that we all want to do the most i think i mean but for people of our age where we've already kind of partied ourselves out like we're not like 21s who are dying 21 year olds who are dying to go to the club and turn up and get do fucked kids up still go, go to, to the Vegas. club i don't even know like yeah, like is just i think does, it, like, i think they're about i think they're about to in a real way like where would they go in LA? Like what is a club in LA? Like One Oak or something like that, or Nice Guys? Like yeah, One Oak, Nice Guy, all those places. And so, and and you feel like those places are like where kids will like. I just I I, I literally have no idea because like when we were younger, it's like like in New York, it was like you know Beatrice or Ken Mara or Jane or like all these things were like real. Like it was like there were club clubs like Avenue or One Oak or whatever or Marquee, I guess even at a time. And then there was like kind of like more like downtown spots like beatrice gold or not gold bar was a club but like those kinds of things too like there are all these different segments of it but like that kind of doesn't exist anymore here at least from to my knowledge right it's like i don't know but it always it always does it's just like i mean there was that place lola on avenue a that all the 22 year olds are going to that was like hot you know what i mean it's like that was a thing yeah i heard about it all the time you know It'll just always evolve. There's the China Chalet. There's the there's Tay French restaurant in L.A. that turned into the coolest place to hang out at. Like it's just gonna. Do you think the evolve. volume of them is the same? Like, do you think there's as many of them as no, when we were younger? Much oh, less. no, 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 much no. Less. It's it's definitely not as competitive. But it's like, I think it goes back to the whole thing about I don't think young people are as interested in partying anymore as they. Used That's to be. kind of what I'm saying. It's like I don't think that that same. It's like think of like. Like I think about when I moved to New York and there was like so many tiers of entertainment, like that like, out entertainment. It's like even like everything from like misshapes and shit like that to like it's just like it was such a different time of like people going out. And I just you know like mm-hmm. like it just seems a lot smaller of a subset. But it's also I'm old now, so I don't. Yeah, there was know. more options. It was it seemed more inclusive. You know, no matter how cool you were on the totem pole, there would be a place for you to go and have fun. But now it's like you if you want to go to the real like everyone just wants to go to the coolest best party where there's going to be a celebrity. Most people fail and then they just kind of end up getting drunk in their living room instead of going to, a, you know, a club or a bar that they can get into that will at least be good. Well, enough. it's like I mean, like we're old. So like my ideal sort of thing is like if the three of us and whoever else went to a dinner and just like sat there and like shot the shit and like had a few drinks or or some gear or whatever for like a few hours like that to me is kind of my 
ideal ideal night you know what i mean i'm trying to i cho you're i'm trying to hit the club bro i don't know what you're talking about i i'd get a one oak right now with a fucking face shield on <laughs> okay first right. of all you would not wear a face shield we're we're no, lucky to get you in a cloth mask my friend I, I i do miss you know you and 10 of your friends all getting together going out to a restaurant or going to a friend's house for a dinner party opening a bunch of bottles of wine smoking a couple cigs having some fun stories laughing lulling, taking an uber home not having to worry about uh not having to worry about driving drunk home because you don't want to get in the car with a stranger big glass of milk exactly there's yeah milk will come don't worry i don't i mean we we talked chris and i talked at dinner about like how he's thriving now so he's ready to go out and like have fun and you know it's like the chris black chris black season is approaching you know like it's it's like that (laughs) kanye west song you know yeezy season it's like i feel like bleezy season is truly upon (laughs) us you know he's he he started the pandemic without a podcast and a platform he was just he's just a guy on twitter and now he's just you know truly in full bloom just getting seeded left and right from packages you're not even even mentioning the fact that i'm carrying big bird on my back all the way to the top too so this is this has been a journey for me this whole pandemic okay so who what what is kanye what is my equivalent in in kanye's crony crony list oh you're virgil bro i'm virgil okay i will gladly be virgil in this equation chris i always saw jason as more of an ivan jasper in a way but you know like coming out i don't i don't know who that is that's the barber (laughs) but he was in the pick yeah but he's the barber like in the in the iconic pick he was he's the barber you want to be you want to be ibn jasper or you want to be uh uh don c with the snapbacks i love don i think he's a great don has some good whip game though Actually, don actually do don, don actually C. figured out life like don has had like he's got now a badass ha- little shouty and some great vintage mercedes benzes what more great does a, family does a man want? like just great, it's, yeah, it's family too oh like, you guys just, shut up who cares family like, cool live, too bro he's yeah. got adorable children a fucking great wife and like mm-hmm. seems to be very clean with his like he has a garden that he's making juice from every day and like making fucking mm. kale juice every day that sounds tight you know yeah that is, that is what more nice. do you want chris Minus the kids, I would love to be the dawn. I yeah. want Jason. No, Jason's Virgil, and I'm. I'm. We're going back to. We're actually going to Hawaii next week to work on my beautiful dark twisted fantasy too. <laughs> is that is that yeah. like a podcast episode with like all just hardcore bands? <laughs> it's just like the, the true, the full how long gone experience is like. It's like it's like hardcore bands, and then the the finale is like a Phoebe Bridgers episode. No, it's me. It's me, Jason, Mike, Dean, Emil. Kanye hasn't confirmed yet, but we're going to go ahead and just kind of go down. Kid Cudi, unfortunately, was not invited this time, um, just to save everybody. Maybe I am. Maybe I am the Kid Cudi to your <laughs> to your Kanye. Actually, I mean, like seems smaller, but but does more tickets somehow. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I know year. you've spun day and night a, a fair amount in your life, so I, I don't think it's necessarily the the worst. Comp. I have Jason uh, Banks. Jason Banks day and night on his iPod Mini in the sauna still. The remix, though, but no, I'm. I am excited for for the upcoming bleezy season. You know, once he can truly spread his wings and really just kind of like take the power that he's found and really use it 
towards Bleezy. How, how will we know once Bleezy season has begun? What is the bat signal in the sky of Dimes Square to know that that the awakening has begun? Well, I think you know it's the the, the great thing about Bleezy season now is kind of like it's it's bicoastal. You know, there's there's a moment at Dimes Square, there's a moment at fucking Beverly and and La Brea or wherever Erewhon <laughs> is. You know, like you know both it, it hits both ways, which is kind of cool because like Chris previously kind of was like you know an la novice in a way and now he's he's truly ingratiated himself pushing the the i guess beamer now he learned he learned the way of the sword as it i have to i have to give credit where credit is due to big tj my shaman you know the west coast the true king of la i would some say dr dre i say them jeans (laughs) it's it's weird to think it's like you know just a scant Eight months ago, we were talking about Chris and his Maserati, you know, kind of like gallivanting, gallivanting through LA, you know, just posting like Instagram stories of, of dashboard playing on the Maserati screen, just the, mm-hmm. just a, a, a little crown logo. Shout out to my family at, at Maserati. Um, thank you guys for that. <laughs> it's funny. I through the, this podcast is the only way I, f- I found out I had so much in common with uh, producer Bauer. Mm. You know, very similar. So I listened to that episode. I was like, damn, Bauer sounds a lot. A like lot of me. people it's really like love that dude. episode. He Bauer's seems a, like a great dude. And and great I'm hang. happy. I'm, I think it's very cool for him to be nominated for a Grammy. Like you know, years and years after his like big hit, I think that's very cool. What's something that you have in common with him, Cho? That was surprising to you. No, he seemed like a chill ass dude. Like to like to take walks. <laughs> I think that's what we had in common. Um, I actually, I'd, I'd be curious. Like, can we can we, you know, pull the pull behind the curtain a little and see how does the Bauer interview happen? You know, like what is the show the fans what it's like? What's behind the scenes of of, of what makes a a Bauer app happen? Well, a song exploder for that episode. They hit they hit me, and I said, I don't know anything about DJs, and then Jason said Bauer. Oh yeah. yeah. You you were familiar with his work on Harlem Shake, though, correct? No, I'm familiar with the name and stuff, but I literally like a lot of these guys, the DJ specifically. Like, I have no idea what the music they play or or do, I, I know their names and like what they look like because they're relatively famous. But music wise, I'm I'm not really clear on what it is. Yeah, I don't. I I'd never seen what he looked like until I looked it up based on you guys talking about his hair and just kind of how it grown out in this uh, novel coronavirus. And, and so he then I was very, curious. Cor- Corona has been good to Bauer. So Chris, I mean, sorry. So Cho, you were just saying that you don't think this episode is going as good as as Emily's episode where she was talking about living in Berlin and buying a used car. What makes you say that? Because when you say what she was talking about, it doesn't seem all that amazing. I mean, it was a great episode, but you know, sometimes it, I think in some ways maybe you know, and, and not to get too meta here, I just think I, I lost the forest of the trees. You know, I think uh, I'm too close to both of you for us to have a have a salient conversation that's interesting to someone else because I feel like it's just me talking shit to Chris the same way I would on. On SMS message or iMessage, I guess, as it were, mm-hmm. you know, just well, like blue well, that, bob. But this consider this to be a new form of artwork or content in its own unique way that, Good, you know, great, if you exactly. if you don't particularly find it that amazing, you have no idea how the audience of millions is going to take it. They might be like, hey, this is a new form of artwork. This is a new song. This is a new whatever, a new experience that I ended up really enjoying. I don't know, man. It's like I imagine what the tweet's gonna be, and I just don't know what the I don't I don't know what the the pull the pull lines are really from this. Like, this talks makes fun of Chris. You don't worry about what you don't worry about what we're gonna do. Okay, we got this under control. All I worry about is what you guys do. <laughs> Our listener base is a bunch of sweeties, and they're gonna recognize your sweet soul, and they're gonna yeah. become Cho Hive. 
they'll still like you more. They'll they'll like you more than they like me. Like every other guest, it's going to be fine. I think there are a few guests that like you, Chris. I don't think they all do, but I think a few of them really do. No, the guests. No, the guests like the guests like me. The fan, the listeners don't. That's do the listeners saying. not like you? What is kind of the vibe between How Long Gone listeners and and Chris? Do they prefer Jason, as it were? Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, same. I guess. Definitely. I prefer. I mean, I prefer Jason. You know what I mean? If I had to choose, <laughs> do you like, feel like the to- podcast has made you more, even more? Chris Blackie, in a way? Unfortunately, yes. Like in your regular life? No, no, no. I actually think I'm pretty pleasant to be around, even though the, it seems like it's hell. You're a delight to be around. I, I can say firsthand, <laughs> the, there's a, there is a sweet soul inside of that very uh, Chris Black exterior. Unfortunately, Cho, people just don't have a sense of humor, so I don't really know why they listen to this podcast, but I'm glad they do. Well, it's funny. It's like... Jason, I feel like, has really come into his own in a way as the podcast has gone on. And, like, you know, the while he previously kind of like was a little more, I don't think he pushed back on you hard enough. Now it's like, you know, big mama this, you know, whatever, whatever that. It's kind of like, I think it's, I think it's cool. You know, I like, so I, you're I, saying, you're, you're saying it's cool for Jason to make fun of my mother who hosts him at her home. Interesting. Okay. First I, of all, I don't think that's very cool. I've, I've never heard big mama as an insult. I've all only heard it as a term of respect and, <laughs> and the mouthfeel of it is great. Every time I hear it, I, I get No, you're right. It is. It is. You know, it it's is. like, I agree. It, it, there's, it's, it's weird though. It's like he calls your mom big mama. I think it's like an incredibly like endearing term. You call him big bird. And I'm like, what the fuck is Chris saying? Like, <laughs> why is he saying that to our friend and dare I say brother? Double <laughs> classic double Chris double standard where I can't win. You know what I mean? It's just, it's classic. It's just, well, you know, like you were saying, the forest for the trees, it, it, the the devil is in the details of the nuance of the attitude and the spirit and 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 people with a genuine heart soul and spirit could recognize that in another person like myself and you chris it's you you have the soul and the spirit inside of you but the barrier to get through is just a little bit tougher maybe we need to you know let let your guard down a little bit more it is a nice suede um i agree it's not it's not like a leather but it is tougher to get through yeah, hang the armor up every once in a while, King. You're here. You're a fan. Well, that's what I was hoping this podcast would be in a lot of ways was was a chance for Chris to really let his guard down and 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 really show the world the true Chris Black. The was it Chris Ryan Black? Was it Chris? Is that right? Christopher mm-hmm. Christopher Ryan Black. Yeah, it yeah it's royal, like I know. You know, is it's could we could we could we break the fourth wall a little bit and like really let people in? You know, let the listeners in and let them know who the real Christopher Ryan Black is. You know, the sweetie that we, that we've we've come to love truly. Well, Cho, thank you for joining us. Um, I have a call. I have a call th- th- to make. Chris, unless so I- unless that call is with your therapist, we're not getting off. I no, I, I really do have a call. Let's just unpack a few things, Chris. Do you actually we have went- a call, Chris? Yeah, we went over. We Bro, already we went over fifteen have, minutes. We only have twenty five good minutes in this. Like Jason's gonna have no, to no, no. I, I, I legit don't think this episode is good. As a person, like I know when things are like I do are good or bad. This is not good. Jason, was it bad? No, it was not bad. Luckily for you, Cho, my opinion on whether or not the episode is good or bad <laughs> is the only one that matters. I am the gatekeeper. I am be. I will be able to take a turd and polish it but luckily this episode was not even a turd so i'm going to take a nice piece of sterling silver and make it even more shiny thanks for well, that jason you let you precious let me, metals are on the rise you let well, me know if i need to do any sort of uh if i need to ad i pick up anything you know fill some gaps you know we don't kind of do, like we switch don't do out that things. here this is kind of like a raw 
kind of vibe. David, we need we need you to come in and do a clean, um, bleasy season. <laughs> we, um, I had a little. I heard a, a a dump truck driving by your window when you said that. I just want to get that clean. Thanks. Listen, I, I do I do truly think bleasy season is upon us. Um, you know, I, 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 I feel like bleasy season happened a little while ago when when you were talk when you were mentioning Chris Black in L.A. with the Maserati being just way too naughty for his own good i think that was peak bleasy season but i think maybe he's he's cracked out of that shell you know how like the hermit crab will have to leave one shell to go into another that was him cracking that shell with his with his might and his strength that he gets from his gymnastics and now he's 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 found his new shell he's moving in he's painting the walls and he's going to get a a prada uh a prada or not a not neon sign right above the fireplace well to me it's like the Maserati Chris was, in some ways, uh, Bleezus's graduation. You know, like that was mm. his graduation album. You know, I think we Ooh. we saw we saw the 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 dark, twisted Decatur mm. era, and you know now I think mm. we're 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 about to hit true Bleezus. You know, it's mm. like an, an <laughs> ble- <laughs> okay. So you're saying he's definitely in his zone right now. Yeah, I mean, it's, this it's like, is Cho, Cho. Cho more than anyone can recognize album mode, and he's saying I'm in album mode. I, well, listen, I, I, as through some private conversations with Chris, I do know that there are just big things on the horizon, and I think yeah. bleasy season. It's fast approaching. I hope the world is ready. You know, I hope everyone's ready for 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 what's going to come, and and they're not. You know, it's like you think you're ready, but you know, you th- you think you know, but you have no idea. But this you have no the, idea, exactly. Yeah, this is the MTV Diary of of Chris Bleasus Jason Black. I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go on eBay right now, um, and get Jason the full Road Rules DVD set, so you can kind of just catch up with us, Cho, and, and get on our level. I'm all set, guys. MTV's best programs. Uh, all right, David. It was a pleasure, Cho Bay Giant. Yeah, we have a we have a lot of calls. We have a lot of calls. If I'm if just... if Bleezy season does not enter the fucking how long on lexicon after this is done, <laughs> I'm legitimately going to be upset. We will. I will will it into existence. Don't worry. Wait, it takes. It only takes. It only takes one of us. Uh, Cho, thank you for joining us. Everybody, follow David on Instagram and and uh, Twitter at David Cho. Yeah. C H O. Do you want to direct or signal boost any achievements or content out there to the world? Yeah, I would just say um, if everyone could follow my favorite Twitter account at Done to Death Projects, I think it's really fantastic. <laughs> really, really sharp criticism on culture. Great links of stories to read. Uh, <laughs> just really good content. I would, um, I would agree yeah. with David. I would agree with David on that. Love to see it, and and big shout out to the the fourth member of our of our true table who's not here with us in on <laughs> audio, but with us in spirit and always in our hearts. Uh, Yimmy Yeo. And speaking of Yimmy Yeo, when you return for David Cho, episode number two, we will get into your thoughts on the word bro, spelled with an E at the end. <laughs> David, it was Sorry, great I'm to see you. I'm not familiar with that. Uh, if you could just, you know, I, just fill me in on it later on. Off, it's off okay. We, yeah, look, we know you have a problem with, with words that end in O and then are followed by E. You know, it's a little personal to you. Ooh, so, listen. I, uh, just put, I just put that together as well, Yeah, Chris. Jason, exactly. Hey, exactly. hey guys, I guess happy bleasy season. I hope everyone's doing well. <laughs> to all the goners out there, happy, Mary, oh. Mary Bleezus. Mary Bleezmas, you know. <laughs> okay, you know we don't that's it. we don't have to say happy holidays here. Mary Bleezmas, everyone. That's yeah, right. Okay. Thank you, Cho. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Aren't you something to admire? Cause you shine on something like a mirror, and I can't help but notice you reflect in this heart of mine. 
If you ever feel alone and regret makes me hard to find, just know that I'm always parallel on the other side. Cause if you're in my head, in a pocket full of soul, I can tell you there's no place we could go. Just a turn on the past, I'll be trying to put it through. 